These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kouloris, and with me today are my fantastic, funny co-hosts, Alexandria Sweat. What's up? What's up? And Abigail Williams. Hey, George. Hey, Alex. Hey, how are you today? (laughs) Doing great. How about you guys? The Braves won, and I'm in a really good mood. That's right. World Series champions, baby. You know what? It's so exciting that they won. However, I was literally out of the loop and just kept wondering why there was traffic up here and smiling. Oh, oh my word. Alex, and do you live in Atlanta and didn't know? I don't do the baseball. I'm here the for like baseball. kickball or something. <laughs> Half of the fans in the stadium over the past week also don't do baseball, but they still knew that the Braves were in it for the World Series and we did it. We broke the curse of Atlanta. We finally made it to the finals and didn't choke out at the end. I'm so proud. I couldn't watch the games. I was Googling scores with my eyes closed, just peeking <laughs> at the last game when it was 5-0. I was like, oh, no, this is what we do the worst. That's I right. Like, you, I really so did not feel safe. Even <laughs> the bottom of the ninth when we were ahead, as far yeah. as we were, I thought this could be our yeah, time. I don't know if anyone can figure it out. Atlanta can. Until that last out happened, I wasn't resting. I'm with you. I'm with you. Until I saw it in print the next day in the AJC. (laughs) (laughs) Are the Braves kind of like how the Falcons are? I hear the Falcons have an interesting – is that the team or is it the Hawks? No. I think all the Atlanta teams kind of have the curse. Yeah, all the Atlanta teams are scrappy. They really can hang in there with the best of them, and they'll surprise you, but then they will fail you right at the end. They'll break your little heart. But the Braves didn't, and we have to be proud that they broke the curse. Cherish a moment because it might not happen again for another 23 years. No, they broke the curse. (laughs) We're in it to win it from now on. Thank you, Atlanta Braves. This is how the cardiac cards are at my hometown, or the Cardinals. We call them the cardiac cards because it's a similar type of energy. Either they are all in and they take us all the way to the championship, or they fail miserably in a game. You feel like, yo, he was right there. One more quarter or play or whatever they're called in game. You guys can tell I'm a huge sports fan. (laughs) We need to have you do some sports reporting. Oh, for sure. I got you. I'm good old ESPN over here. (laughs) All right. We're going to kick off the episode like we do each week with a round of what's making you laugh. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at a man who ate every meal at Six Flags since 2014 in order to pay off his student debt. Oh, I know my vote. (laughs) That's amazing. I'm laughing at JFK going to the Rolling Stones. Okay. What about you, um, Alex? I am laughing at being a delivery driver. But I'm already going to tell you, I'd much rather hear about this student debt being a <laughs> All right, great. Well, let's do it. Sometimes the things that I find to be funny are older pieces of news. But this is new. This article came out October 27th, 
2021, and the headline reads, Man Spent $150 Eating Every Meal at Six Flags Since 2014 to Pay Off Student Debt. So it had me. Talk about a meal ticket. (laughs) Hungry for financial flexibility, a California man named Dylan shelled out a measly $150 a year to eat every meal at Six Flags to save thousands, pay off his student loan debt, get married, and purchase a house in Los Angeles. Apparently, you can pay this measly 150 for unlimited year-round access to Six Flags, which also includes parking and two meals a day. So if you time it right, you could eat lunch and dinner there every day. So he did. He literally would get out of work, drive over to Six Flags, run in there and eat a funnel cake or a burger or whatever, get back in his car, go back to work, hit him up for dinner go home oh my god like, like talk about a steal i don't think this is what the six flags people thought they didn't think they were going to be feeding you for the rest of your life no there was a meeting i've been in these marketing meetings there was a point where someone goes but if we do it like this couldn't someone come in and just eat here every single day lunch and dinner for free and they're like yeah but who's going to do that Dylan said, that entire first year, I don't think I ever went to the grocery store. Oh, my God. (laughs) He said, the first year, the menu was kind of lame. All you could get was a burger and fries or a pizza and breadsticks or this pathetic sandwich and a refillable soda cup. It wasn't healthy at all, which was rough. (laughs) He said he gained a lot of weight. I bet he did. He said it was helpful. He got really sick of those chicken balls. That's a direct quote. He said he probably had about 750 balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. He said that his (laughs) wife moved in and he stopped doing dinners and weekends since she's not that big into roller coasters, but he still does go. He said as long as they keep changing the menu, he's happy. They started adding in tacos. I guess that's supposed to be healthier. If Dylan's happy and he's paid off all of his debt, good for him. That's what I was laughing at. This is amazing. As a person who is over here trying to figure out how to get through her school debt, man, it was a season pass, right? That's yes. what it was. He got a season pass, free parking, and two free meals a day. We should all be doing that. Yeah, what are okay. we clowns going to the Kroger? have a smoothie for breakfast i'm wondering did he get scurvy where were the vegetables or the fruits no fair question that's a really good question there were sailors dying of these kinds of diets on the open sea if you were just going to eat one item until you died funnel cake's not bad choice yeah but do you want to I would rather not die a funnel cake. No, not a death I have ever wanted. <laughs> Dylan has eaten an estimated 2,000 meals at Six Flags. <laughs> I think I've had um zero. Yeah, almost zero. Yeah, right. Let's just do the math here. Seven times 150. He has spent $1,050 in the last seven wow. years on most of his food. Wow. Most I mean, of his it's food. genius. And he said one of his coworkers said she spent fifteen hundred a month on eating out, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." <laughs> Sucker. Right. It's like fifty cents a meal. You mentioned his wife. Yeah. And if we could ever get a guest on this show, right? <laughs> that's who I'd love to talk to. You married this man. <laughs> you, right. You knew that he, he courted was, you. At right. He, that's where he took you. 
What about this made you fall in love with Yeah. Them? I feel like you will learn something about a person for life off of this. They're resourceful, good money managers, conservative with the income. So they'll make sure you're straight in life. You shouldn't have any financial issues. What else did you learn about your husband? Always up for a good time. Go to a theme park every day. I got to say, she does like roller coasters, just not as much as he does, according to Dylan. He said that they bought a house here right around the corner from their Six Flags. (laughs) So this is not a habit he is kicking anytime soon. Oh, man. I would love to talk to this lady. (laughs) So many questions. Brilliant, 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 man. Alrighty, guys, time for a game. I thought it would be fun to do a sort of squid game based on a meme that I saw on the internet last week. To clarify, you want George and I to play a squid game? Because that ain't happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Abigail, I am placing you in the squid game. Yes, come along, join. There's no world in which Abigail and I are the final two in the squid game and I win. Or me, if I'm honest. No, I think you're taking me. I think you win the squid game. I anyway. would like to be the winner of the Squid Games, <laughs> but I don't think it would happen for me. To give you all a reference, the meme that I saw online, someone said, name five French Montana songs that do not include a feature. It was a funny and quite shady tweet, <laughs> but also quite hilarious because I don't think anyone's making it through the Squid Games. You're going to just go ahead and take us out because who knows five French Montana songs to begin with? I don't even know French Montanas. I don't know what that means about me. It means (laughs) means you're going to lose this game. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going down. I'm dead already. (laughs) But I thought I would challenge you all to something similar and see how far you all could get in a pop culture, crazy life scenario Squid Game. You guys ready to go down this path with me, Abigail? Mm, No, but I will (laughs) to be nice. (laughs) All righty. Great. Let's go. First Squid Games question. Performing naked in front of strangers or performing in front of a group of your former bullies or haters or neither? What are you picking? If you pick none of the options, you die and you don't get the money. This is not a hard question for me. I would perform in front of my old bullies and haters because it's what I do for a living now. So I'd be like, see, you jerks. I actually do this now. So stop being a jerk to me and be nice. That's my vote. Yeah, I'd perform in front of the haters. There's no world in which I'm performing naked for anyone. (laughs) Abigail, you never know. (laughs) Okay, George, calm down. Oh, my word. So you have to pick between... Going through a haunted house, a hell house, or neither one. Is a hell house a judgment house? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So listeners, a judgment house is a Christian claiming based haunted house. I would still go through the judgment house because I've already done that. I survived it once. I could do it again. Oh, okay. I'm a little surprised by that, Abigail, but okay. They jump out at you some in a judgment house. That's not the whole thing. Most of it is watching poorly acted scenes that are supposed to be emotional. (laughs) And so I feel like at this stage in my life, I could be like, wow, 
George. I think Abigail is presuming that these haunted houses are going to be theatrical shows like the netherworld and not actual haunted or hell houses. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) And because of that, I don't know. I watched Squid Game. They're not playing around. I'm going to assume it's a real haunted house with real ghosts. And that is what I will choose between the two because I don't think the ghost will kill me. And I don't know what will happen to me in a hell house in real life. Oh, my. Well, in the hell houses, they always give you the opportunity for redemption. So you made the wrong choice. I don't know. Kind of like ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) Is it going to be Amityville, horror style, haunted house, or the conjuring type of haunted house? A little less creepy? Casper is haunting your house? What do you think? If Casper's haunting my house, I'll do that. Because I love Casper. He's yeah, again, and I just don't ghost. think that's much of a squid game. I think it's a harmful house of haunting. <laughs> like, I think it's bad. And I think that I would do that over whatever hell house is. Wow. Okay. 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 Next question. Would you all lick a frog's back? No. Or drink <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the other one? Or drink absinthe. Or pick death. Oh, drink absinthe. Yeah. Mm. I would lick the frog's back. Absinthe is disgusting. So yeah, are frogs. I'm sorry. Frogs are not <laughs> bitter tasting. Frogs How don't would taste you know? Bitter. I just remember. I killed a frog as a kid. <laughs> I think absinthe is absolutely horrible. And it's nasty. But it's made for human consumption. Back and move on with my life. Then drink that and have to deal with that bitter taste no matter what else I eat for a long time. Just have a Ritz cracker afterwards. I've made my choice. <laughs> I've always heard that these are two things that make you hallucinate. I've never had an experience with either one. And both of your answers brought me so much joy. Thank you. <laughs> Last squid game. I need you all to name five Little Nas X songs. No cheating or pick death. Go. I, I guess I die because I literally don't know one. Can I reference the one that we brought up here about the demon shoes? And then I saw one on my Spotify where he's naked and he's drifting. And I think it's an album cover, but I don't know the songs and I don't know the name. I'd have to choose death over this, too. And I can name more than Abigail. But I think if those are my choices is death or succumb to Lil Nas, I'm going to go with death. Yeah, I'm not oh, afraid to die. No. Yeah. I'm afraid I mean, of a painful death, but I'm not I'd rather to be dead die. than look back on those days where I fell into the Lil Nas bandwagon. Oh, wow. George, what a dramatic statement. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't want to jump on the Montero yeah, bandwagon? Yeah, I would rather be dead than have a Montero shirt from a concert in my closet. Wow, that is such a baby. diva thing to say. <laughs> Nobody's gone down their old town road. Nobody can oh, call me by my road. name. No, I mean, yeah, I know that one. Okay, yeah. Riding I can no more. Yeah, but I can't with that yeah. song. I was annoyed that that song was the hit that it was when it happened. I appreciate what he's doing and how he's successfully trolling America and good for him. I mean, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Your squid games were unsuccessful because George and I both ended in death. (laughs) (laughs) Or they were successful. Yeah, or or depending on how you look at it, perhaps they were. If Alexandria was trying to win. Yeah, but can you win if you're the host? 
Thank you guys for playing Squid Games with me. Sorry, there's no real money. You guys didn't even make it to the money, but that's fine. (laughs) As we said, the Braves won the World Series this week. And so we're doing this week's bad reviews in honor of the Atlanta Braves. We're reading one-star reviews of their home field, Truist Park. Can we agree that that's the worst field name ever? What is Truist? It sounds like a pathogen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. When I hear truest, it makes me think of something like real street level, like the trillest, the realest, like the, <laughs> down, the hardest, I'm a down ass bitch type stadium. I think I just don't I'll get it. You. I remember as a kid, the first time we were changing stadiums, when they demolished the stadium that I used to go to the Braves games at, then we go to the other one, which is now what, the Georgia State Stadium? Mm-hmm. And so now we're getting a new one, but it's randomly in Cobb County. Thanks yeah. from a traffic perspective, no doubt. But what's going on in Cobb? Why is it over there? It's already trafficy enough in Cobb County. That was the number one complaint I saw when I was looking up the bad reviews is traffic and parking and people hating that. But that's just going to a live event. It's a pain in the ass to park and there's traffic. Some of these one-star reviews, I'm like, where are you living? That these issues are not issues. Parking is always an issue. Walking is always an issue. Overpriced food is always an issue. I just saw the traffic of these people. And some of the distances they were walking if you're familiar with Smyrna, just coming down Spring Street or Spring Road all the way down to Cobb Parkway, and they're way up Spring Road walking down, like past the McDonald's. I'm lazy, so <laughs> I just can't imagine walking that far for the baseball. Yeah, I feel you. What reviews did you find? I wanted to highlight Logan H.'s experience at the truest park, and with the Braves in general. Logan says this, poor service all around. Today, I spoke with Thomas from customer service to reissue expensive, parentheses, 100 plus dollar tickets for a game that a very close girlfriend of mine and I couldn't attend because of a familial emergency she faced that resulted in brain surgery. Oh, God. And this is the Braves' fault? (laughs) This is the brave fault. She and I both work in successful businesses and understand the principle of abiding by rules set in the bylaws. <laughs> bylaws, Logan, take it down. I'm not <laughs> According to the Braves bylaws. Like what bylaws? However, superseding those bylaws are the basic rights of human understanding <laughs> and what little Thomas's brain doesn't understand in the greater scheme of business is the need to keep stronger customer relations, thus provide the customer with what they need when they need it. Logan, your name is Karen. Your name is not Logan. Your name is Karen. I'm pretending to be something I'm not. This Logan is not a successful business person. Okay, It's a small business expenditure, but builds into the larger pool of building a stronger brand with customer loyalty. It only takes one misstep in customer relations to ruin what a company worked hard to build, something I don't feel little Thomas will ever understand. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> Logan, do you need to be so patronizing? Something little Thomas. Right. <laughs> Sir. Logan was giving her dissertation to this. Logan crafted this for years before she submitted it. Surely she had this experience with Thomas and could not 
let yeah. it go. And Thomas, you ruined the Braves for her. You ruined <laughs> her life. And I hope wherever you are that you're happy now. I think I found a review from someone who knows Logan. It's another <laughs> bougie baseball <laughs> attendee. Great. Brandon hated the Braves and said, everything about the stadium is okay, but if you have a rare bottle of whiskey that goes for a hundred dollars a bottle, if you can even find them and you won't serve it without ice, you get the lowest rating possible. Wait. (laughs) It should be a crime to ruin George T. Stagg with ice. Brandon, Brandon, <laughs> let me stop you right there. Yes. Why are you buying this bourbon at a Braves game. game from a concession stand <laughs> where you get funnel cakes? <laughs> what ruined it was the atmosphere, not the ice. It's the level of bougie for me. I love this. It's the level of I'm going to get luxury regardless of where I'm at. I don't care if I am in a crowd of drunk baseball fans. This is so funny. You're a bourbon connoisseur (laughs) at a Braves game. At a Braves game. And let me tell you a tip for all listeners. If you would prefer your beverage with no ice, there's a code you can say to the bartender, and it is no ice, please. And <laughs> or you could even say, if you're so sophisticated, you couldn't say neat. Yeah, just neat. Neat. Right. It's a code. Just do that. You couldn't use the bougie ass word for no ice, Brandon. Yeah. You let I, yourself I, down here, bro. That's what you got. Mine's are short and sweet, but Teresa B made a comment that I love. She said, do not park at the N29 lot for Truist Park. Cop police block all exits and release cars with the lights. Takes an hour to be let out of the parking lot. Ridiculous. Third time it's happening to us. Done. (laughs) (laughs) Done. Take an Uber. I just love it. No plan, no games. Done. I'm not doing this anymore. Let me ask you something. Why is this your third time parking I don't give anything in three this chances. lot yeah right, you lock me in for an hour one time one. i am either never coming back right. i'm taking an uber or i'm getting a completely different plan one time i went to a concert at that cobb county amphitheater and i well, got stuck in the worst traffic so now when i go i park at the strip mall next door and i walk i figured exactly. it out it didn't take me three <laughs> times as it should not have Girl, you should be done. We're done with you. Yeah, we're done with you. Speaking of done, Steph went to the Braves game because a friend bought her tickets, and she hated it. Oh, no. Oh, no. She says, among a number of complaints, everything costs a fortune. The Braves get paid a ridiculous amount of money, then they lose. They lose (laughs) every time we go. They're so lazy, they don't even care. Look, Steph, don't go. If they lose every time you go, you are a curse. I am glad you did not go to any of the World Series games. Yes, George. Great word. Put it back on Steph. You're the reason we're losing. You're the problem, Steph. Yeah, you want to drag the Braves through the mud. How dare you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, Steph, you're crazy. It's November 
the weather's getting colder, it's dark sooner, and folks are getting ready for the winter slash holiday season. We had some listeners reach out to our sage mage, Alexandria, for some advice on how to get ready for the season. Are you ready to give some advice, Alex? Yes. The first one I have here is actually someone from your hometown. It's Louie from Louisville. Oh. And Louie says, Dear Alex, I need your advice. I'm planning on going home to Louisville for Thanksgiving. This will be the first time I've seen my extended family and friends in over a year, and I was really looking forward to it. That is until yesterday when I found out my ex-fiance will be at the family Thanksgiving because apparently she's now dating my cousin. And according to the rumors, she might be pregnant. Oh, no. I'm devastated. This woman wrecked my soul. I can't imagine being in the same room with her again, but also can't imagine missing another Thanksgiving with my family. My best friend suggested I bring a fake date and try to make her jealous. But that's crazy, right? What do I do? How do I deal with this? Do I ignore her? Do I try to win her back? Try to make her jealous? What would you do? Oh, and also, my cousin looks exactly like me. Growing up, people used to call us the twins. Please help. Oh, no. Louie, 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 this is a conundrum. Oh, my goodness. First of all, do not try to win the affection of this trifling wench back, okay? I'm taking it old. Wow. <laughs> I didn't expect to hear you say trifling wench. Such strong language. Usually I'm I, the one who's uh, called the judger around here. <laughs> <laughs> no, ma'am, Pam. They do not deserve you. Also, it's your extended family. Is it possible to get them to turn on the cousin that is now dating your ex-fiance and they don't get invited Mm -hmm. to Thanksgiving? Because I feel like that's the plot you need to follow. You're not going to get back with the ex-fiance. Yeah, what is this nonsense? Should I try to win her back? No. 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 She has moved on. She is pregnant. be clear, (laughs) pregnant with your cousin's child. Isn't that right? I think that's a clear sign. She's not interested in you winning her back. At all. And the the, the child. So is this baby going to be confused on who's the real dad? Like when babies have parents that are twins? No, we're not doing this, Louie. No, we do not want you to go down that path. We don't want you to mend fences and try to be cordial because they chose violence when they chose to (laughs) procreate with each other. I say make everyone in the family turn against your cousin and (laughs) turn against the ex-fiance. That's my suggestion. Yeah, destroy Thanksgiving. That's Yeah, literally you just said turn the family against the family (laughs) for Thanksgiving. So that's... The sage mage's advice. In when this the family age. chooses violence, you go to war, okay? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Wow, I'm going to carry that with me in my heart pocket. I'm going to get a bumper sticker. <laughs> Alex, we had somebody write to you saying this. I have been with my partner for over nine years. I currently work from home, and we have two small kids, four and one. I have a no-shoes-in-the-house policy. But my partner prefers to wear shoes in the house. We have bought numerous pairs of sneakers to be used as inside shoes, but he often wears them outside to mow the grass or run to the gas station. I do my best to ignore when he leaves dusty boot prints on the floors, but every now and then I call him out on it. When I do, 
my request is met with rage. Rage is not the right emotion, buddy. He later calms down and apologizes with the excuse, I just don't like being told not to wear shoes in the house. It's a nine-year-old problem that is not going away, and I just don't know who is right. My partner feels that his shoes are clean. I struggle to keep my home clean because my little ones are running around. His disregard seems so disrespectful. He's overall not a disrespectful person. I'd love an unbiased opinion on just what's what. Barefoot in Montana. Okay, barefoot in Montana. I'm going to let you know right now, this answer is going to be full of bias. Because when I tell you, me and my husband go back and forth about footprints, especially (laughs) because he works outside in boots, and I'm just, kick him out. At this point, once again, when the family chooses violence, we go to war. <laughs> you and her. Not the sage mage I remember. <laughs> that haunted house that, did something that to you. That haunted house is <laughs> I told you I walked through on the other side changed. Okay? It was a spiritual transformation, I will say. Wow. Minus having kids. I do relate to trying to figure out how to clean up with this situation. I don't understand how. Your husband isn't noticing the shoes are dirty. Just walking outside in shoes and coming back, that it's just automatic. And I really it's a true mystery because think about going to the gas station. And I'm like, just, let's say you step into the bathroom while you're there. There could exactly. be urine on the floor. And now that's on your shoes. And now you're tracking it in your house and your little kids oh. are licking the floor. It builds a good immune system. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take vitamins. We have <laughs> Flintstones for that. I just recommend sit the husband and the kids down for a cleaning special on PBS. Maybe some educational programming could help you. Good luck with the dirty shoe conundrum. I don't think I, that one's going to be solved. I know a couple that has the exact same problem because oh. she's not having it with his shoes and he is tired of having to take the shoes on and off. They resorted to those weird booties that you wear to the maternity yes. ward. Wow, <laughs> I can't believe he that. He has to that put is... them over his shoes if he is going to wear the shoes in the house. There's so much <laughs> hassle in getting those stupid things on and then you, are you reusing them? Are you throwing them away? Just take them off at that I point. Did, well, you want to make this know. friend go crazy? Go to her house and put your feet on her couch. I just want to know, why do you need to keep your feet covered? Are your feet cold? Are your toes ugly? You don't know about house slippers? There's so many options. I think some guys like to wear shoes at all times because they feel like they're ready any moment if there's an emergency. I'm not among them. I actually do know people who feel that way. And I will say, I do feel a sense of readiness myself when I have shoes on inside. But ever since I had a kid... We're a no shoes in the house fan. I feel very uncomfortable when I have shoes on inside the house. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I should be leaving any moment. Right. And I don't want to feel like that. I like to wear my slippers or my socks. Speaking of situations where we just don't know how it's going to turn out, I have an improv game for us to play this week called First and Last Sentence. We've actually done this before where we start off by hearing a sentence for a story, a prompt, if you will, and then each host has to say the next sentence. And we're going to create this story. And then at the end, we have a sentence to put a bow on everything. You guys ready to play? Okay. Yes. Okay. 
I'll say the first sentence and then we'll go George, Alex, me. And we'll just continue to go until I end us with the final sentence. First sentence. Edmund wondered how exactly he was going to explain this situation to his girlfriend. She was not very understanding of him and his addiction to burglary. (laughs) For months now, burglary was the only thing on Edmund's mind. Day after day, night after night, Edmund pondered over how he was going to break into the pharmacy in order to steal tampons. Tampons. He just loved pulling the little string and sticking them in cups of water and playing with them, making trains like when he was a young boy. How could he explain his obsession with stealing tampons? (laughs) No one knew the joys of tampons quite like Edmund, who had not only been making trains, but first aid kits and many other resourceful tools. With tampons. Edmund's deepest hope and wish was that his girlfriend would understand this obsession that some people would call a fetish and would end up marrying him after all. So that's why he went to the Rite Aid and stole all the tampons to make a giant carousel on which to propose to his girlfriend. Because on this carousel is where Edmund and his one true love We'll find their happily ever after, if only she can accept him for his tampon-loving self. As Edmund led his girlfriend to the carousel of tampons, he gently placed one knee onto the soft cotton pad and said, Will you marry me? And Margaret, ever the patient woman, said, (laughs) The hell is this carousel of burgled tampons doing in the front yard? Margaret was a conservative one and didn't like waste and was traumatized by the excessive use of tampons to make a carousel. And so in the end, a valuable lesson was learned. If you want to propose to a woman, waste not, want not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I think that there's a future here for a children's book. Hey, if the alphabet of dead children can get out there, surely the tampon burglar yes. can make it. <laughs> the tampon burglar. I will watch a documentary about the tampon burglar. It's a Netflix series for sure. <laughs> we reserve the right to do that story, Netflix. You will have copyright, to copyright, copyright, yeah, copyright, copyright. It's at least four parts. <laughs> <laughs> at least. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you guys for playing. I think that we've all learned a valuable lesson here today. And in this whole episode, I think we had lots of things for listeners to glean. Yes, for sure. We should really change the category to educational programming. (laughs) No (laughs) doubt. Yes. All right, guys. Well, this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. Thank you, Jane. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time.